Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got Crash Plan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. Crash Plan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. We are diving into our profit reports. If you are new to this segment of our show, we really like to dive deep into what it takes to run an online business. But to avoid comparison, to avoid you questioning your every move, instead of sharing dollars and cents, we share percentages. We share strategies and we share the like behind the scenes thoughts and actions we're taking so that you can think through what makes sense for you without having to worry, are you in the right place and questioning where you're at, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So we have also, I think a good accompanying episode to this one is the episode where we kind of break down the strategies that we are deciding to tackle for this quarter. And we break down more specifically, like some of the expenses we're going to cover today. If those are strategies that we talked about in that episode, those are ones that like, if you want to hear more about them, definitely listen to that one too. Absolutely. So I think the nice part about perhaps every January (laughs) is every year we get better and better and better at batching, not so much the batching part, but like just getting enough ahead Mm -hmm. that not only can we take a significant amount of time off in December, but when January rolls around, there's not like this huge sense of urgency to get back into routine and we can kind of take at least the first week or two, really Really easy. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of us forget like that there's still New Year's Eve in January. And then my kid's birthday is on the 4th. And so there's like for the first- Which everyone forgets, obviously. Everyone forgets. Which for the first week, I mean, it's just like back-to-back holidays or events or worrying about stuff and getting stuff together. And so it is really, really nice for us- We like try to have our first team meeting like the second week of January, knowing that going into that week, it's still going to be, let's take it easy. Let's like feel back like what it's like to work again. (laughs) And then 
will like slowly pick up for the rest of the month to get back to quote unquote normal schedule. Right. I think the interesting part about how we ultimately spend our time is I will say I do think we plan less or less often now that we kind of have systems and like a project manager in place to take over a lot of the day to day. But in December every year, we do map out like initiatives for the following year. And we talked about this in the episode Emily already referred to where Q1 historically is about just like cleaning up systems, optimizing things that are already working And so historically speaking, this has meant you and I like deep dive into some stuff and kind of shut ourselves in a hole and work really hard together on some projects. I think the biggest contrast for this year has been how can we still accomplish those initiatives, but with as much help as possible. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've been really pleased just to like brag on our team for a second, we've had this conversation a couple of times, but like with any business who decides to, you know, work with people on a long-term basis and bring on more people and keep them around and let people kind of grow into different roles and figure out what is the best way for them to serve themselves and you and your business with your goals. That isn't always the easiest. And I think we've talked openly here about, I know we're not the only ones, but how we've struggled, I feel like a lot in the past with figuring out a good team and a good routine. And what is it like to, what does it mean even to truly delegate and offload something and still have it perform really well? And we did get help with that last year. We brought in someone who was incredible, who helped really shape up a lot of our team. And I think that was a huge game changer in us as bosses and our people who are working with us and for us. And I think that that continues to show. And I think January felt like, you know, everyone feels this, right? But it's a new year and like, it's a new way of doing things. And I think January was truly a new reset for a lot of us on our team to be like, okay, this is what I'm doing within Boss Project this year. And I'm going to take on this new role or I'm going to act in this way. And it has been blissful. Yeah, I think the only kind of thing that at least put some pressure on my role specifically was when we do offload, there's like a lot of initial upfront busyness, trying to find the right people, interviewing, and interviewing is such a weird, I've talked about the hiring process previously, and because 99% of our team are actually contractors running their own business. Hiring is just different and you have to make decisions all along the way. I kind of want to do a whole episode because this is the first time. No, I guess technically the second time because I would consider our ads team an agency, but hiring an agency to do a service versus a person to do a service Anyway, there's just been a lot of meetings and a lot of like decisions to be made. And so many meetings in January. (laughs) I know. So many meetings. And it's okay because the thing that I don't like meetings for the sake of meetings, I like meetings with purpose and intention. And I think if we did anything with them, 
even if there was a lot of volume up front, I do think we quickly made decisions on who and how we were working with people and offloaded as much of like, not just what's going on in our head, but what already exists related to this project so that I don't have to waste all this time like them thinking, oh, well, you need this. Um, Well, it's already existed for three years and we need to optimize it. Or we've had this thing over here and I just need to share a folder or whatever it is. I think we've just really tried to streamline that. It's also been nice that I think there are some things we do really well in terms of backend organization. Other things like (laughs) don't you dare ever look at my Google Drive folder. Oh, Lord. Please, no. (laughs) Let alone the fact that there's, I know, countless docs inside my personal Google Drive that I thought were in. Mm -hmm. Uh Yep. Yeah, pure accident. So other other than that, (laughs) I I feel like we feel pretty good about it. But let's quickly just kind of talk about, because I know we covered it more in depth in the other episode as far as strategy, but there are three kind of departments and three very different types of services and people who we were sitting in on with a lot of interviews for the month of January. We try to pick whenever we want to bring on someone or work with someone new. We like to have around three people that we are comparing and we're chatting with and we're seeing like different personalities and the service and the price point and goals and just trying to like mesh well. I think what maybe is a higher priority for us now than it was in the past, and we've only known this because we've had to learn this lesson, is that we really, really, really need to like personally jive with the person, like our personalities have to go well together. It's really, really important for us. And so that meant a lot of Zoom calls in January, a lot of Zoom calls to have what maybe is normally like a discovery call for them. But for us, it was like both Abby and I sitting down, you know, 30 to 45 minutes chatting with the person, asking questions, getting to know them, them getting to know us for us to just like do that initial vetting process. So what were those three kind of departments? Yeah. So the first area is SEO, search engine optimization. We have spent some time on this in the past. And with the huge plethora of content that we already have existing, we have actually done really well in this department and we get a lot of organic traffic to our site. But we had identified some keywords that were not just important to us to be ranking for, but like if we could improve, could have a direct effect on revenue. And normally, I don't think keywords are normally this specific to be tied to revenue. Usually it's like, I want to be known for X. And so I want to rise in the ranks for these blah, blah, blah. But we knew enough about what we were selling on the back end of it, that there was a whole plan and it was very intentional. And so we brought on- We didn't have to interview for this one because we worked with her in the past. Right. So that did simplify things because we had a great working relationship. She has helped us kind of audit in the past. And so we were just able to like bring her on fairly seamlessly. We didn't have to give her all this background necessarily. So that saved a lot of time. Let's kind of also talk about 
this could, I feel like could also be its own episode, but just very briefly, when we bring someone on, like how it kind of goes into your department or my department, and then how that kind of gets like delegated after the fact. So I think sometimes with this specifically, it's super obvious whose department it is. I think sometimes we do have to have a brief discussion on who's owning it on the back end because we've both dabbled in it for a while. But in general, I operate as the CFO. I think in addition to you doing a lot of the visionary work, I think in a lot of ways, because you're so involved with writing and funnels that you're kind of a CMO, if you guys are familiar with the corporate structure. So if it pertains to copy or like tech setup and things, usually that's something you would own. Not that you're doing every piece of the puzzle. No, I have a team, guys. (laughs) But you're kind of running through what that looks like. I, in addition to like the financial side of things where I might work with our bookkeeper and accountant and taxes and some really fun things, guys. I do so many fun things. I also tend to at this point, be more like backup operations. I've not, I used to be the operations person and handle all of our contractors. Not so much anymore. We have a project manager in place that's helping with so much of that. But, you know, initial interviews, setting up contracts, payroll, paying our contractors on time, all of that's kind of my land. So and so um, how these processes kind of work is like when Abby and I decide together, what's our next hire going to be? And we both voice our like, I think it should be this. I think it should be this. And usually nine times out of 10, we're in direct agreement or we're like, yeah, those are my top two, whichever one kind of happens first. Great. Let's go with that. And so we then find the person. If we need to interview, we both sit down in like every part of the interview process There's another department Abby's going to cover where I wish I hadn't set in every interview, but I'm kind of glad that I did also, but we'll get to that. But we both set in the interviews. We decide, yes, this person, no, this person. And then Abby kind of handles the like next steps in regards of like, okay, here's like, if there's a contract we need to sign, if there's terms we need to agree upon, if there's objectives we need to agree upon, like she kind of negotiates all of that. And then if it's my department, we like literally like, that's it. Like it's, I get a Slack channel with that person and their team and maybe anyone on my like marketing team that we work with here. We communicate, we handle, we do all the projects. And then just because I know she likes hearing updates, like maybe once a week, I'll just vox her like, hey, by the way, here's like what's happening over here. Nothing you need to know, but like, here's the update. Nothing you need to do, but here's the update. Yeah. And you might share things more like analytic related. Yeah but I'm not necessarily involved in the day-to-day. And that is a dramatic difference to how we operate. A hundred percent. Because it used to be you could ask me a question and both of us knew the answer to all of it. Yeah. And it got to the point where we were literally preventing our own growth because 
We were both too involved in every piece of the puzzle. We were both working 200% instead of one person working 100% in their zone of genius. Right. And the other person working 100%. Yeah. So like Emily would be dragged into these conversations that she didn't want to be there for. And it was distracting and vice versa. I had the big picture and would help Mm -hmm. like operationally set it up and then would be too involved in the execution. Yeah. And so I think we've definitely hit a flow that's so much better. (laughs) Well, I think one of the prime funny examples of this, and I knew it would be funny when I told you this because of how much you've been involved in this process in the past. So with our SEO project, for an example, we doubled our blog content. Once we talked to our SEO person and we're like deciding on a new content rhythm and okay, here's some new posts. We went from four blog posts a month to eight blog posts a month. I made that decision based on like the feedback from our SEO person. I communicated it to our copywriter and to our project manager. And we had already started implementing it and like more blog posts were going out. And I for, like, I just, Abby just didn't know that. And so just one day I was like, oh, by the way, one of the decisions that came out from this, we've doubled our blog content. I thought you might like that. And she was like, okay, great, great. Love it. I mean, it's <laughs> funny because all of those things have ebbed and flowed over time. At one point we were doing five posts a week for, yeah. for us to go back to two to eight a like month. really not a big deal. <laughs> yeah. But it has been nice in that regard. So SEO was the first that in my eyes, at least because I wasn't as involved after the fact, it was just like set up and you guys took over. The next piece we were hiring for, and I don't think we've made a decision here, which is interesting, but one of our efforts and what a blessing that this is a problem, (laughs) but, um, We are looking for a tax strategist for our business and we love our finance team. Like we have a financial advisor, we have a CPA we love, we have a bookkeeper slash a whole bookkeeper agency that's, we'll do whatever. Agency-ish too, have shifted more into that over the years. Yeah, not initially, I didn't feel like, but definitely now. So anyway, with making more profit last year, amazing. Right. We want to just kind of figure out what makes sense for us financially moving forward and having someone with more advanced strategies is important to us, but finding the right fit that like both understands our business, understands our personal lives. Cause it's not a simple answer. It's not like, Oh, Boss project should go buy real estate. Like that's right. To know that doesn't make sense. And and because we both have our own separate businesses outside of boss project, but they impact our personal income. And so we wanted someone who would kind of be in on all of it and understand, like, okay, for Abby and Jared, here's what makes sense. For Emily and Brian, here's what makes sense. Because it's a spider web of things. Like there's a lot that crosses over between what's going on with each of our personal households, but there's also a lot of independently things are just different. Right. Even you having a child and me right. not that makes a dramatically big difference too. impacts things. So, so these are the meetings that I wanted to scoop my eyeballs out with a spoon every time I set in on one. <laughs> it's fine. We had a couple and I still don't feel like I have an answer. But I will say, and I'll share this from, in hindsight, 
because I think this could be helpful for someone who might be making more money. I think I had a vision in my head that this person would potentially take over all of our CPA and accountant strategy things. But I think based on what I've learned and what I've experienced and knowing the service we've been receiving, I don't actually want someone who's doing both. I want someone that's more in an advisory role, similar to our financial advisor. The big difference here is our financial advisor is not a tax specialist. Our financial advisor is focused on retirement and savings and like, you know, like normal type investments. This is tax strategy, which is totally different and such a boring, boring topic. And so it's like, you have to find someone that's like animated enough to Uh explain it in a way that's both interesting, but also understandable. We said, and to me, because this is not my jam, but like three identical meetings. So I was like, oh my God, you're saying the same thing that the last person said for 45 minutes. Yeah. So cool. cool. I think we'll make a decision in the next month or two. But what I realized is we don't have to make a decision right now. Right. Because... Because it's not necessarily going to be someone replacing someone, but rather Mm -hmm. in addition Mm -hmm. to, we have more until like March, April. Even Yeah, even further. Like by summertime, I want to have made a for sure decision and like working with someone already. So like we'll make the decision in like late spring, probably. Like you don't want to wait till the end of the year where you can't really do anything. Right, right. But it's not like a hot, hot, hot. Our business is already formed in the entities that it needs to be. Right. Like that part's not not changing. We're not like changing structures as a tax strategy or whatever. If you need to do that, then you'll want to do that at the beginning of the year. Like if you are not an LLC now and you think that you might need to become an LLC in order to insert whatever strategy. Or if you want to get S-corp status or whatever. Right. I don't, (laughs) that's not our area of expertise, so I'm not going to get into it, but there's a lot going on there and definitely something we're thinking about as we continue to grow and make more personal income. So the last area that we invested in, but that will be your department. Okay. Last thing is that will be your department for boss project, like of those decisions and those meetings. But the unfortunate thing is I'm not going to be able to escape all of those meetings because oh, it's yeah. also personal finance related. Right. And so Can't- that will be an interesting, like, we're both going to still be in it. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I can't. Then that's the thing is the strategies are also different for each of us. And yeah. so like, yeah. But you best believe I'm not going to let Abby just go buy up a building for Boss Project because this tax strategy just tells her to. That's going to be a conversation, too, with us. So, like, that's not a conversation I'm going to be able to escape, unfortunately. No. (laughs) But you can't can't be asleep to what's going on there. No. Which I know if you could. You guys. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's where I want to spend my money. Right there. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. 
I'm talking not just how to create low ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. The last area we're working on and optimizing, and I feel like I just want to put a catch-22 in here. We talked about this in planning but if we weren't far enough along in, if we weren't this far in business and this steady of an income, I would not be focusing on this many areas all at the same time. No, no. Okay. So us bringing on three people in three totally different sectors of our business is not advisable to the majority of you listening. I would have done SEO or this one, not both. And I wouldn't have done tax strategists. Right. Like you're probably not making enough to justify the mm-hmm. additional cost as long as you're filing appropriately. <laughs> yeah. Please be doing your taxes. <laughs> okay. So the last area is social media. 
Dun dun dun. Which I know. Like it sounds the biggest beast in the world some days. The thing that's so funny to me about this whole bit is that like it's not new. Like I feel like this has come up, gone away, disappeared. So we invented a new social media platform. Stop it. It's brand Stop new. It. No. It's called no. Put Your Phone Away in the Other Room. <laughs> it's a great one. No. So here's what I will say about it, because I do think it's kind of, if I'm going to talk about hiring someone, I should also talk about why we didn't for so long. Yeah. (laughs) Avoidant, avoidant, avoidant. (laughs) Well, sure. But also, I think we had this fake belief (laughs) that having our social media appear a certain way made our business more money. And I'll tell you straight up, no. (laughs) Because we have made more money not doing, when I say not doing anything, I mean like literally posting twice a month and maybe reposting to stories a couple times a week. Like not, like no video, no like Facebook Live, no posting in our group, no posting on our page, no, like literally none, okay? (laughs) Our revenue has grown. like that. (laughs) I, I know. But okay, so but here's the weird thing is because we have spent enough time on it in the past, while it doesn't impact us creating sustainable levels of income, I do think, and the reason why we're investing in it is I do think it has the ability to lift where yeah. we're at. Yeah, the opportunity has always been there. We haven't taken the opportunity because it hasn't and still isn't drastically impacting our growth or revenue negatively. And so now it's like, okay, well, if we tried a little bit, what would happen? (laughs) But okay, here's the thing too. Here's the funny story. We've Uh been asking ourselves, if we've tried a little bit, what would happen for probably two years? Uh And so we've been like, us and our team were like, okay, this is now your role and you're just going to try a little bit. Every single person, I don't know how we've collected a, this group of shenanigans of people who hate posting on social media and just do not want to own it. Don't want to take it. I don't want it. Abby doesn't want it. Our team, no one wants it. And so we let it sit because we're like, cool. If it's not going to work for someone right now to be like maybe kind of doing it, then we're just going to have to focus on other areas, which is fine. But I think we finally came to the point where it's like, now I want it to work and I want to spend some time and energy there. Well, here's the thing. And some of you guys are going to be like, you've got to be joking me. But this is a real conversation I had with Emily. Is there a point where you won't spend more because you could make more by making less because your overall expenses are less. Is that not the lesson we're literally trying to teach you in every single profit report? Right. So while you're like, it's an investment, da, 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 da. Okay. So sure, with anything, you can very, very, very quickly identify, okay, what's the lifetime value of a customer? Okay. This is how much it costs a month to work with so-and-so. 
if they bring in X number of customers, then they make up the cost of their service. Okay, that's quick math, easy to do. But are they doing that and making you a profit on top of that? Because it's really only worth it if there's a return on investment, not just breaking even for the sake of like looking a certain way, which by the way, there are so many business owners that do social media to look a certain way. And it drives me freaking bananas. But that's a topic for another day. So to me, and normally people do this in the reverse. Normally they know how much something costs on social and then they'll use that to justify costs for ads. But ironically, we've spent more time and energy on advertising. And I have a very clear idea of what I'm willing to spend on a new subscriber, new customer for acquisition, knowing what their lifetime value is. And so with that being said, identifying a package or like a content plan that I, and that's, it's still a gamble. Like this is, there's oh, still yeah, no nothing guaranteed. But do I think this will be effective enough to produce X results to get the right kind of lift that we're talking about? It's not a simple answer, especially with something like this that's really involved because a lot of people choose to run businesses where they are the brand. And that's how we started our business. I would like to think other than the show there's a huge portion of our audience that has no idea that you and I even exist (laughs) (laughs) or like, like we're like a figure to them, but we're not right. The thing, you know, our product is more to them than we are, which is fine by me. It was a strategic decision and I'm really glad we made it. But anyway, all that being said, we made three major investments And that's all we had time to do. We didn't have extra launches. We had our normal shop drop. We had normal emails, normal blog content. We started the month kind of late because we were both taking our sweet time coming back from vacay. And well, I took an additional week off in the middle. Emily comes back. She comes to her Tuesday meeting. Wednesday morning, she calls me and she's like, yeah, I think I'm going to take like four or five days off. I was like, we literally just got back, but, but whatever. Okay. <laughs> fine, crazy. That was fine. And then we had all these meetings. And so, so like, meetings. we weren't super, I don't feel like I was super present publicly, even if I was very <laughs> much like thinking about all the things that were going to go mm-hmm. down. We know we definitely went in our hole. So break down some numbers for us. Yeah. So funny enough, the shop is actually a little bit less this month, but it's actually the same as last month, if that makes any sense. So percentage wise, it's less. It made about the same as last month. There wasn't a lot of growth, which we planned for. We weren't trying to necessarily grow in this season. The shop brought in 49% of our revenue. But what I didn't tell Emily at the time, because I just didn't need her to worry unnecessarily, (laughs) for instance, I own the ads department, Mm -hmm. okay? We turned off our funnel to our 
signature program. I don't even know. I lost track of time. 30, 45 days, like a chunk of time. But I didn't want that to be the long term. I knew what our goals were for 2021. I knew what we needed to do in 2021. And we couldn't ignore our signature program. That's still a huge part of our business. So I made it very clear that we got it. We needed to get ads back on. And it did so well in January. It was <laughs> which like, is oh, why they missed shop- me? Here you go. So that's why the shop percentage was a little bit lower because SA did, in my opinion, a lot better than normal. <laughs> so Strategy Academy bumped back up to 30% of our revenue, which was a pretty big bump. So I'm, I'm excited about what that means and what that'll look like throughout the rest of the year. But it, it's still, at the end of the day, it is the thing that continues to prove to me over and over again that there's no such thing as a passive product at all. No. No. Like at all. No. <laughs> Our Trello baby is kind of doing what it normally does. It's just over 13% and... I'm very pleased with that. We also did, oh, I don't think I've shared this previously, our bump. So we have a, I know I've talked about how we have an upsell after Trello, but I don't think it's usually enough to like even show, I mean, it shows as a line item on our P&L, but not like a mentionable line item, but an order bump that's literally $11 is still 2% of our revenue. What? It got to not only a percent, but then two of them? <laughs> yeah. So we sold a lot of those. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And then affiliates, we didn't dive into this, and I don't necessarily know if we need to, but... In previous profit reports, we've talked about how the way we structure affiliates, that we have these bigger bumps quarterly. We made some pretty dramatic changes in 2021. And so I think what'll end up happening is it'll be more gradual uphill Mm -hmm. rather than a big spike, unless we're having launches, which I know we will have some throughout the year that will be a little bit of a bump. But my goal, especially with the other stuff going on, is that it's it just gets to be bigger and bigger. And so our affiliate income was just around 7% for January. The fascinating thing to me, and I know I told, I literally called Emily because I didn't, get the full report back until like a couple of days ago. But I ran some of the numbers really loosely like the day after because I was excited. And I called Emily and I said, you're never going to believe it. She was like, what are you talking about? I said, our numbers are crazy because while our January comparatively to last January of 2020 and revenue is a little bit down, like just a little bit, we made, how's the best way to put this? (laughs) We intentionally chose to put more time and effort on our own products, spend less time and effort on some of our affiliate and sponsorship relationships. 
which just means changing our focus internally. We had tens of thousands of dollars less in affiliate and sponsorship income this January compared to last January and made nearly the same amount Mm -hmm. with our own products, with our own products, without launching anything new, with only working two weeks (laughs) or having a launch at all. Like we had the drop and that was that. What are we doing over here? What? I don't know. (laughs) Oh, it's really exciting to me. I think if I can find it in like two seconds, if I can't, it's just going to be lost on it. But I want to find the note to myself because I wrote a note to myself to tell you. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. So I did some numbers because I love doing this stuff. It's my favorite thing. So... Even though we didn't do anything new and literally everything was on autopilot, we still increased our revenue from December to January by 14%. And then if you compare just, like I said, the overall numbers from January 2020 to this one, we were down... 12.5%. But if you took out all the sponsorship dollars, we were actually up. Like if you just compare our products last year to To our our products products this year, year, Mm -hmm. we're up 37%. Holy shit. And we're halfway through Q1 by the time we're recording this and we're tracking on like our products because Affiliate income does affect this. But if you just look at our products, we're tracking 70% above this time last year. Wow. After of a year of a pandemic, after it, cutting like shit. Solved. Like, no. Still like, in a pandemic. <laughs> still in a pandemic. Still working from home. Still operating with a totally remote team. And after an election year, which is always rough, no matter the outcome or circumstances. For Like, it, it impacts business more than people think. <sighs> so, I'm just, like, sitting on cloud nine over here. So, let's get into some costs. Because you're like... Okay, cool. Revenue being up is great, but it's all about profit, What did right? it cost you to do nothing and make more? <laughs> <laughs> so our ad costs went down. We've been, I never thought I'd have this problem, <laughs> struggling to spend our budget because like consistently they've been not quite half, but they've only been spending about half. And so the interesting thing about that is you would think, oh, well, if they spend double, then that would mean that like your cost of goods are just dramatically up. But no, like spend it because there's a return on it and we would have a lift overall. Anyway, I could get into that. I'm not going to. But our ads were only 20 percent. We budget between 25 and 30 percent. So that was very low. Meaning our cost of goods sold was only 24%. Our big line item for the month was team. Keep in mind that we did make two of the three hires we talked about. And we actually hired someone else in February, which we'll talk about in our next profit report. But 
we went into this both with the mentality that these were investment pieces. And we've made some huge mistakes here before. Hiring before we were ready, hiring when we didn't really understand where the return was going to come from, hiring because we just wanted to get off our plate, but not because it was going to have an impact on the business, blah, 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 we could get into it. We are very clear on what these things have to do to make it worth our time and investment. But to us, they were above and beyond our budget, meaning we plan to use our profit dollars to pay for them. So all that being said, if you took our investments out, the two hires we made, then we would have hit our full 30 plus percent profit margin for the month, even with growth, which just means more dollars. And even after adding on those two team players, we still hit 23% profit. That's bananas to me. So let me just rephrase one more time. (laughs) We came back from vacation late. Emily surprised me with being off for an additional week. We're in meetings the whole time. So I had no time time. to work on anything. The literal rest of the time we were at work, it wasn't a meeting. (laughs) (laughs) We hired people and delegated and still grew our business and still had the profit margins we've been searching for. I feel so stable. I feel like I know what I'm doing. I feel like I know what it takes. Today. (laughs) Today. I'm 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 still nervous. I oh, think yeah. I think I'm like a hundred percent confident on our SEO thing. Like I know. Oh yeah, that's like already gonna pay for itself. Yeah, like, it might have already paid for itself. <laughs> Social media is still a risk financially, mm-hmm. not in a bad way. Like it's a calculated risk, but right. it's still a risk, mm-hmm. and that's what makes me nervous because it's a big bump in our cost. But I know where we want to go. And here's the thing. If it doesn't work, I know Emily and I are in a healthy enough place that two months from now, I could come to her and say, I want to cut it. I want to make less revenue this year. We don't have to hit the stretch goal. And we'd both still almost undoubtedly make more personally than we did last year, which is what an incredible place to be. Yeah, I think that's one of the not only business lessons that we had to make the mistake in order to learn it truly ourselves, but it's a decision I'm seeing a lot of our close friends who I do keep in contact with regarding business who run really lean, really tight businesses. And there are aspects of their business that I don't want. I'm like, you still have a lot on your plate that I would not want to do. But I, when I have conversations with them, it still brings a different perspective and a different, I think, motivation to like, oh no, like we can figure this out with our existing resources. And if we change a couple of things here, I think the idea of spending less money to make more money has never been more clear to me than in the last like year or so. Yeah. 
why do you need this big flashy thing if it's all for vanity? Right. Like, I don't. Right. I don't. Right. So if you have any questions, if you have any if you need some clarification, if you want to chat out any stuff we talked about today, don't hesitate. We are more than happy and excited to answer your questions over on Instagram at Boss Project in the DMs. Let us know what you think about the episode, what you're doing when you're listening, and we hope you continue to have an amazing 2021. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy-to-customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor, to get podcast updates and all the behind the scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.